0: Hey friends and fam, it's John and it's time for the j Cast for Monday, December 19th. What's going on? How are ya? <laughs> I wonder if I'll keep using that for a long time. The stolen introduction from Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. <laughs> we'll see. Man, what a week. The World Cup just ended. That was crazy. I didn't actually watch the extra time, but I watched the normal time, the 90 minutes, and that was an insane game, because for the first three quarters of it, it seemed like Argentina had it in the bag, up to nothing, didn't even, even let France have a shot on on target, and then all of a sudden, bam, they come roaring back and tied it up. Uh, a friend of mine was visiting from out of town, so him and I went to a little bar and, and watched the game, and then afterwards we were planning on going to my gym to do an open mat roll. And so the role was starting at noon, which is when the extra time started, so we ended up leaving and didn't get to watch it, but uh, there was actually somebody watching the game at the gym on their phone, and then during one of my roles, or at the end of one of my roles, I left and came to check out what they were doing, and I saw that they were on penalty kicks, and it was actually the very last one. The Argentinian player had to just score, and they would win the World Cup, and that's exactly what happened, so... And then I found out later that there were actually two more goals in the extra times, one for each team, obviously, tying things up. Pretty exciting World Cup game. Too bad it had to end on penalty kicks, but it seemed like Argentina deserved it more anyway. And yeah, and all the superstars scored a lot of goals too, right? Messi scored two, Mbappe scored a hat trick. Crazy game. I had a lot of fun uh, rolling at the on the mats with my buddy and some other people, of course, too. Uh, my buddy's been doing jujitsu for a long time, like I think nearly a decade now, if not longer. And so he's a purple belt. That's one level higher than me, but he's on his way to getting the next level higher. So he's like considerably better than me. And so when we were rolling, he was definitely schooling me. He's also got like over 50 pounds on me, (laughs) actually like 80, but so it was a good morning and afternoon all in all for my Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'm recording this on Sunday, Sunday afternoon before the kiddos get home. Otherwise, I would not have time to do any of this. So what happened earlier this week, um, actually from last week on Sunday, uh, I recorded after this happened, but forgot to talk about it. Um, my, As I was visiting my buddy's place, uh, my kids were there with me and my wife, of course, and my friend had actually gotten his uncle to come as uh, Santa Claus. He's got a really big, jolly uncle (laughs) and he came with these like big Santa boots and everything, the whole get up, the whole costume. And you know, just to surprise the kids. And, uh, my son was really scared (laughs) of the Santa. (laughs) He just buried his head in the sofa and just would not move no matter what we tried. And then my daughter was like, okay with him being around. But as soon as I try to pass her to him, she was like, no, 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 I don't trust this stranger. (laughs) So she start, she would start crying. So that was pretty funny. In terms of not-so-fun things that happened last week, I lost my wallet. That was kind of garbage, but didn't turn out to be as bad as I thought it'd be. didn't really have any cash in it, so that was good. And then the only thing that I had to lose money over to replace was the uh, driver's license. Everything else is replaceable for free. So that wasn't too bad. By the way, did you notice the new... uh, thumbnail picture for the uh, for the podcast Uh, that's an AI generated image of my face I use this app called Lenza you like give it 20 pictures of yourself and then it'll generate a whole bunch for you Uh, I paid like 3 bucks to get 50 images generated and out of the 50 it did it was like 5 maybe 5 or 6 good ones and I picked the best one and I added some laser eyes to it and some Bitcoin logos and now we've got a new thumbnail. <laughs> so anyway, uh, in addition to today's open mat roll, I've been going to jujitsu pretty consistently this week, three times this week for the noon classes. And we were practicing double leg takedowns, which is like my specialty, of course, since my, uh, my wrestling days in high school, I've been training that. So it was good to train it and grease that groove. But it's definitely something that is uh, not new to me. But in addition to that, we were also doing these uh, techniques where after the uh, you know takedown, oftentimes you'll end up in somebody's closed guard, which is basically their legs wrapped around your waist. So you know how do you get out of that? Basically, was this week's uh, theme or focus of lessons and. So we were doing some grip fighting because, you know, you have to get a hold of someone's limbs uh, and control them in order to be able to break the legs away. Uh, Otherwise, they'll just keep shoving you with their arms and stuff. So grip fighting was one of the focuses this week. And then, yeah, opening that guard up with once you have a good grip. So as we were practicing that the first two days, so Monday, Wednesday, when I was doing it we do it with no resistance from the opponent. You're just kind of learning the techniques. And then on Friday, you're like, okay, today's our hard day. So we've practiced the techniques without resistance. Now add resistance from your um, partner and then see how well you can apply the techniques. And then it seemed like it was going well. And I finished the class. I was like, oh, that was good. I feel like I learned a lot. I was able to do it well. And then as the day progressed, I realized, damn, I really hurt my wrist. Like I can barely move it. <laughs> like the, as like minute by minute, it was just getting worse. I didn't get any swelling or anything, but I just couldn't move it anymore. Uh, luckily the next day it felt a lot better, but <laughs> I was a little worried there. I was like, uh oh, this is my right hand. This is my writing hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Oh, yeah, this is something interesting. So I'm mostly, you know, a stay-at-home dad these days, but I still do have one client whom I train. And I'm very grateful to have this client. He's a really good, motivated guy, and we've made some good progress together already. And he seems to really like working with me as well. So earlier this week, he sent me a message. And this is what his message said. Is that he was going, uh, Hello, my friend at work had a personal trainer before me and then he goes the trainer killed him with pain he did not do any warm-ups and then he goes to say you are great thank you blah 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 but you know just interesting to hear that from somebody uh who has heard of a personal trainer experience who you know doesn't take the time to do a proper warm-up i think that's pretty silly and unprofessional like it makes sense if somebody who doesn't have a trainer doesn't think that warm-ups are maybe important but like if you're gonna be a professional trainer like who the hell are you to not do proper warm-ups like especially uh, now like in the winter season in the colder seasons uh, it's vital that you do a warm-up just to actually get your body warmer get the blood pumping and and get the connective tissue ready to be springy because that's what you're going to need Right. It's, it's not that complicated. You just like start off with some basic movements. You know, if you're going to do an upper body, you just do some arm circles at first. And then after that, that's your basic movement. You can go a little bit more complex. You can do a warm up that's similar to the types of main exercises you're going to be doing. Let's say you decide to do some sort of bench press or something, whether it be with dumbbells or barbells, maybe as part of your warm up, you'll do some band presses just you know start with arm circles then band presses and then go into your main lifts and then of course with the lifts too i always do a little warm-up set with uh really light weights as well um yeah you know, depending on how much time we have you know if some if a client is late then sometimes i i will adjust it based on time requirements and stuff like that but obviously if you're just training yourself time requirements are a different issues so yeah if you're not if you're working out and training and you're not doing proper warm ups, you're just asking for something to go wrong. So advice of the day, do proper warm ups. At least just get your body actually physically warm before you go and do heavy lifts. So here's something else interesting. Um, I was before, right before starting this podcast, I was just checking my emails and I realized that I got an email yesterday from the farm that I buy my beef from. Uh, they're called Wild Meadows. Wild Meadows Farm, if you live in Southern Ontario, highly recommend you check them out. They deliver to a lot of regions in Southern Ontario, GTA area, so, and they have high quality beef, obviously, that's why I buy from them, and these guys are so good that I was like trying to uh, orange pill them, aka try to talk to them about Bitcoin, see if they'd be interested in learning more and accepting it as a form of payment, and You know, at first the guy was kind of interested, was like, let me know more information. So I sent some information to him, but uh, we haven't communicated back and forth too much since. But I did get an email from them yesterday and uh, the main guy from the farm emails me back saying, hi, John, you mentioned to me a while ago that we should look into Bitcoin. I'm still interested in it. I heard a podcast yesterday with the guy who started up the beef initiative in the U.S., It sounds like it is a way for farmers to accept Bitcoin, among other things. Have you heard about this? So yeah, this beef initiative thing, I've kind of peripherally peripherally heard about it. It's about, I guess, uh, creating this uh, network of people who produce uh, beef, like ranchers and cattle herders or whatever they're called, farmers, (laughs) uh, in a way that they can bring them make them more easily accessible to people who want to buy straight from the farmer, I guess, as opposed to going to get it from the grocery store or some other means, having a third party, having a more direct peer-to-peer way of um, uh, connecting people, I guess. And I think it's like driven by people who are in the Bitcoin community because their ideals, I guess, are very much aligned with Cattle ranchers and, you know, beef farmers, because it's all about being a sovereign individual that who is responsible, including having the responsibility of having a secure, reliable, nutritious source of food. But yeah, it looks like they're also helping people figure out how to accept Bitcoin and and be able to provide their services for, for payments made in Bitcoin. So that sounds pretty interesting. I don't know too much about it, but I'm definitely gonna reply back to this uh, to the person who sent me this email to try to, you know, further the conversation and keep pushing forward the idea that Bitcoin is a form of payment that he can accept for his services, and it's probably in his best interest to actually go ahead and do that. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'll keep you updated. Speaking of Bitcoin, let's uh, go to my dashboard on Bitbo.io. Price of one Bitcoin is trading at $16,750 US dollars. (laughs) But remember that you don't have to buy one Bitcoin at a time, it it can be subdivided. For one US dollar you can buy as many as 5,971 Satoshis, which are the smallest subunit it can be divided into. One Bitcoin divides 100 million times. If you wanna buy Bitcoin and you live in Canada, There's an exchange called ShakePay that I use, which I have a referral link for. If you use the link, then you will get a $10 reward for the first $100 you use to buy Bitcoin. So we are sitting at block height 767,964. By the way, here's a stat that I don't talk about very much. The next halving, when is that going to be? It is going to be on block number eight hundred and forty thousand. So we're at 767 going to 840. So what do we got another 70,000 or so blocks before the next having which is estimated to be on May 1st, 2024 in uh, about a year and a half, I guess. So what is the having? That's of course when The number of Bitcoin that is rewarded to each miner who mines each new block gets cut in half. So at the current pace, each new block that is added to the blockchain every 10 minutes has a reward of six and a quarter Bitcoin for whichever miner is the successful one that's able to add the new block to the blockchain. But in about a year and a half, that is going to get cut in half and about every four years or so or more precisely every 210 blocks this reward keeps getting cut in half until what's estimated to be the year 2140 when uh, there will be no more halvings and that's it the total supply of bitcoin will be uh, maxed out at 21 million slightly less actually And of course, this is why some people think Bitcoin is valuable, because of this absolute scarce property. So yeah, to summarize just one more time, in about a year and a half, the amount of new Bitcoin coming on to the market is going to be cut in half. Now, of course, if you compare compare that to the amount of fiat money that's going to be created in about a year and a half, I can guarantee you it's not going to be less than how much there is now it's going to be a lot more so that's one way to think about it all right so what was i going to share this week i'm going to share a twitter thread from george gammon his uh, profile is just at george gammon g-a-m-m-o-n he is his description on his profile says macro addict investor real estate libertarian Through my experiences, I try to help people increase their wealth and freedom, blah, blah, blah. So I thought this was an interesting thread. So let's let's go over it together. He goes, let me attempt to articulate the view of most Bitcoin maxis. So by Bitcoin maxis, he's just talking about people who think that Bitcoin is the only valuable asset in the whole crypto space, while the other ones are not. Uh, worth any of your money. They're like just scams, basically. Uh, Bitcoin is the true valuable asset. So that's what he means by that. And when he says this sentence, I don't think he's trying to say he's going to try to put it in a negative or positive light. He's just going to try to articulate his best attempt at what he thinks these people think. All right. So he goes to say throughout time, something we've seen over and over again is Governments, kings, rulers debase money, and when they debase money, this usually leads to a collapse in society. Most recently, we've seen this play out in the United States, especially since the creation of the Federal Reserve. Yeah, so I've talked about this before. The Federal Reserve came into being in the early 19th century. Just quickly looked it up. It was 1913. And then, of course, by early 1930s, the money supply had inflated so much that the U.S. Could, government could no longer exchange real gold for the paper money that people had. And so there was Order 6102 that confiscated everyone's gold, gave them paper money. And then, of course, years down the road in the early 70s, sovereign nations could still exchange their dollar bills for real gold. But that was put a Bosch too as well. So two times this happened because the supply of paper money just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing since the Federal Reserve was created. Okay, back to the thread. He says, the government, with the help of the Fed, has printed money consistently. Because the supply of money increases, this creates inflation. Price increases. Constant inflation is a hidden tax because it steals purchasing power away from people who hold money, and worse, it steals the benefits of price deflation from society that would have been produced by the free market driving down prices via competition. This inflation also incentivizes speculation and asset bubbles, because as the value of money or savings decreases, It forces people to buy financial assets, which reduces the size of the real economy and increases the size of the financial economy, further adding to the problem. Inflation not only discourages saving, but it encourages debt because the debt can be paid back with cheaper money, which has less purchasing power in the future. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm talking about when I say like. You know, um, investing in just the ETF is is not great because all you're doing is just giving your money to all these like zombie companies that don't necessarily provide any real value. They're just a financial asset. Maybe a lot of them aren't actually profitable, but because they have access to cheap money, they can always just roll over the debt and keep the wheel spinning. But if money was actually valuable, and it maintained its value over time, you could save instead of investing in that, then those companies would not be getting all this passive investing and they wouldn't have access to as much cheap credit because future money is not as worthless as current money. And so they would go out of business and then you would have new companies coming that are actually able to like maintain profitability by being good companies that provide real service and real value. Okay. Back to the thread, George Gammon says, but it gets worse because wages rarely keep up with the rate of inflation. The purchasing power of the income, not just the savings, also goes down, crushing the standard of living for the poor and middle class. This toxic stew leads to inevitable social unrest and instability. We're currently seeing this play out in front of our eyes, and with every additional dollar that is printed, we get closer and closer to collapse. Also, since this fiat system of inflation is built on debt, the only way to sustain it is if there is more and more money printed, in brackets inflation. In other words, more and more theft, bigger government, crony capitalism, and less freedom, liberty, and less free market capitalism. I think I'm not going to read the rest of the tweet. The rest of it goes on about how Bitcoin can be a solution for a lot of these problems. But maybe it's good to just think about these problems by themselves first and to really ponder how much of this is actually true. Because a lot of people don't think that this is actually happening. People are just like, oh, we're fine. We're, we live in a perfectly fine functional system. Nothing's actually breaking the way you're saying it is. There's just always, at all times, people crying that the world is ending and there's nothing new about what you're doing or saying. So it's important to maybe take a step back and before, you know, talking about solutions, let's think about what the actual problems are. Are they as big as we think they are? Do they truly need to be addressed? Or will they work themselves out? Yeah. Here's one more summary in case you missed it. Governments and rulers have historically debased money, leading to a collapse in society. The U.S. specifically and the Federal Reserve has been printing money consistently since the Federal Reserve started in the early 20th century. And this has created inflation. It's reduced the purchasing power of people's savings, but not only savings, but also the income. This has led to many asset bubbles, including the housing asset bubble, of course, but many other financial markets as well, like the stock market. It's led to a huge debt creation and a lot of social unrest. Do you think that's true? I don't know. And then, of course, the only way to sustain the system is by printing more and more money. And of course, this is going to lead to bigger government and less freedom for us. Now, what do you think? Do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Do you have any opinions, um, different ways of framing it, maybe? Write me and let me know. Reach me on the, the socials, Twitter, Instagram at jmartfit. Email me, newsletter at jmartfit.com. Whatever. If you've gotten my number, text me. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Is this a real problem? Is, is it hyperbolized? love to hear from you anyway maybe next week i'll go over the second half where he talks about how bitcoin can be part of the solution for fixing these problems maybe we'll see but that's it for this week so thank you so much lovely people for joining me week to week and listening to my ramblings love you very much hope you have a great week remember to stay active be grateful jmart out